All right, another Friday, another edition of Trash Talk with CJ and Rush. Christian J. Hilton, Jonathan Russian, Jonathan Russian, <laughs> rushing, bringing you the news and sports and talking trash on all of it. And Jonathan, there is a lot to talk trash on this week. Seriously, I have like four pages of notes <laughs> of baseball, NBA, NFL. I'm ready to let's go. It was bad this week. There's so much to talk trash on, so I'm glad we're here to do it. And the first thing, I just want to kick it off with the NFL and talking about the fact that the coaches are getting fined for not wearing masks. I think it's the stupidest thing. I think that you've you've now mandated this. And where's that money going? Is that going to the league? Well, yeah. Basically, whenever like a player gets fined for an illegal hit or something, they go straight into the league's pocket. I, I, see, and that I, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, if... One thing, I, mean, I would never be okay with the fine, but if they were donating it to, I don't know, coronavirus research or something like that, okay, fine. But the fact that the league's pocketing money off of coaches not wearing masks, I think is the stupidest thing. Well, there were lots of coaches that got fined. I believe Pete Carroll, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. got fined. Uh, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers got fined for not wearing his mask. I know on Monday Night Football, both coaches got fined. Uh, John Gruden for the Raiders got fined for not wearing his and Sean Payton for the Saints also got fined as well. So basically, Christian, the NFL's fining the coaches $100,000, $100,000 for not wearing their masks properly. It's ridiculous. And the team is getting fined an additional $250,000. Yeah, it's, so that's a lot of fines. And I believe Bill Belichick of the Patriots got fined too. Yep. It, it it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of money that they are profiting off of that. Um I think the big uh kind of surprise uh was that john gruden actually had coronavirus he admitted to having that uh that was not really public knowledge beforehand but he even said i you know they'll probably find me i've already had it but i'm not wearing the mask so. well it's funny sean payton has had it and it yep. was very in the it was in the public eye mm-hmm. and he's obviously i'm glad he recovered from it but he had it yeah and I, again i say what you will about the mask thing i know a lot of people like it a lot of people don't like it uh, for for a number of different reasons, but the the concept of fining the NFL coaches and then that money going back to the NFL that that pissed me off this week, Jonathan. I I get what the NFL is trying to do. They're trying to create a health and safety for the players and the coaches and everything and the fans. But I, the hypocrisy. It's like okay, you're making all the coaches wear masks, but you're not making the players wear masks. Obviously, they can't wear masks while they're playing because like they would just hyperventilate mm-hmm. with the masks, and that's not good football. But it just seems kind of hypocrisy it's a hypocrisy that's why i love like the nba bubble and the nhl bubble i like that whole idea it's like hey you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to because we're safe in a bubble yeah like but the fact that the coaches have to wear masks but the players don't like what about the players sitting on the bench like why don't they have they have to wear masks they're not playing right now well and that and that's what the thing and I, I think you see that um in baseball anyone who's not playing the game has to be wearing a mask any bench coaches anybody like that which i think is fine which I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of the mask forcing rule, but I understand. Okay, so I get that. But the fining, it's again, it, that's what that's what really grinds my gears is the fact that the league's profiting off of it pisses me off. It's just the fact they're trying to set a precedent. They want it to be safe. I understand. Well, it's like with Major League Baseball. I see managers like have the mask half on, half off. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them aren't even wearing masks when they go out to the pitcher's mound and then they have the conference on the pitcher's mound. And here I thought that was going to be out of the game for COVID. Yeah. Like, hey, no more mound visits, no more conferences on the mound. And here I see it in every freaking game. Yep. Well, still important. Still important to the game. So 
I think there should still be that, but that's just me. But uh, but since we started off with, I was going to say with the NFL, why don't we get started in the NFL then? I was going to say, yeah, we got a lot more to talk about with the NFL. The um, I think one of the, my favorite my favorite topics of the last week was the fact that the Death Star opened up. Allegiant looked amazing. It looks beautiful. I can't believe the Las Vegas Raiders defeated the New Orleans Saints on the new field. Granted, the Saints were playing with an injured roster, no Michael Thomas, but mm-hmm. I still thought the Saints were going to win that game just because I think they're a better team, they're better coached. But I, I do like John Gruden. I watched that game. The Raiders looked really good. I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but the fact the Raiders got the W, I was very impressed with the way they played. And that stadium looks awesome. I cannot wait to go to a game there. I think I think we've got to talk a little bit of trash on Drew Brees this week, though. I mean, his his record so far this year of of completions is not good. It's not. Drew Brees hasn't been playing that great. His line hasn't been playing that great. But granted, he also lost his best wide receiver, true. Thomas. It's very so true. His best, his best target's out right now. And the Saints, I feel like, are just going to go more run the ball with Alvin Kamara and yeah. Jamal Murray. They're, they're just going to run the ball, run the ball, do a little screen, five-yard pass. Like They're going to try to keep it simple. Drew Brees is 41 years old. All right, I got a fantasy question for you. Would you, if you had Drew Brees on your team, I don't know if you have Drew Brees on your team or not. Um, would, I do not. Would you drop Drew Brees for Derek Carr at this point? Absolutely not. <laughs> Still got faith in the old man, huh? The re- reason why, once Michael Thomas comes back, like Drew Brees is going to light it up. Like Drew Brees is a great Hall of Fame quarterback. Derek Carr is good. He had a really good game. The Raiders are surprisingly 2-0. and mm-hmm. But I think just... The, the the AFC West belongs to the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah. I don't know if Derek Carr can have that kind of performance every single week. Does so it? I still like Drew Brees. Does it Derek though? Carr. Because the Chargers kind of gave him a run for their money. They did with the rookie quarterback, and I was very impressed with how Justin Herbert played. Like I yeah. I watched that game, and I was like, wow, this guy just found out he was going to start five minutes before the game started, didn't get any first team reps, nothing by practice, and then stepped in and. Almost won the game, but I mean, the Chargers, I believe, are a cursed organization. Like, anytime <laughs> they go to overtime, they lose. They always lose by field goals as time expires. Yep. Like, like the, the Chargers are like, or they're they're cursed. They're the, they're the new Chicago Cubs. They're the Clippers of football, in my opinion. That's fair. It's a fair comparison to make. Um, but I mean, like I said, there was some serious, I guess, betting by you and I that that game wasn't even going to be close. And the the Chargers did a lot better than I thought they would, so credit to them on that. I'm not going to trash talk the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but um, a close a close game that I didn't think was going to be very close. I want to get your thoughts on the whole Tyrod Taylor incident. How the doc? Did you hear the story? How the doctor was trying to give him an ejection into one of his broken ribs? And yeah, he missed and he punctured one of his lungs. Yeah, so I, now he might be out indefinitely. Yeah, I, if I'm I, Tyrod Taylor, I am pissed. I am absolutely pissed. Well, I I I think that doctor should not have a job anymore. I, I think that is a that is first off a extremely dangerous thing to pull, but. I don't know. If if you have an issue with your ribs, I feel like you shouldn't be trying to play. And the I, I don't know. I think that a lot of doctors should lose their jobs this past weekend. Because, uh, boy, did we have some serious injuries everywhere. I'm glad you brought that up. Because on my notes, I pretty much wrote down every significant injury in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, man, with 
Who'd have thought with having no preseason, the NFL would have this many injuries? Like, I knew it would be bad. I'm like, hey, there's no preseason, but, and there was no training camp. There was no OTAs. Like Saquon Barkley, the running back for the Giants, yep. out for the year with a Gone. ACL. You have Christian, Christian McCaffrey on the Carolina Panthers, who's out multiple weeks at least. Denver yeah. Broncos, uh, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, Torrey's ACL, out for the year. Colts wide receiver, um, Paris Campbell, suffered a PCL and is out for the year. Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, torn rotator cuff, and will be out at least two weeks. So that's crazy. And then you also have on the 49ers, Nick Bosa. Uh, he was last year's defensive rookie of the year. He's now out for the year. Yeah, with it, the torn ACL. It, was, it was probably one of the worst weekends for football injuries that I can remember. Like, it, honestly, like it, everybody was getting hurt. And I, I'll tell you, I'm not happy. I have Paris Campbell on my fantasy team. Um, it is a dynasty league, so I am going to hold on to him. But boy, that was a that was a nice kick to the shin. Um, I watched I watched the replay a couple of times. It really the, and the thing is, the human body it really doesn't look like that bad of a hit. But you never know what's going on inside the knee, and so he or inside the leg, and so he's he's out for a while. Like you said, that entire list, everybody's out. Like, and I will say. I do have Dion Lewis on my fantasy team, so I now have a starting running back for that team. Wow! And I was going to say that wasn't even like that wasn't even it for the 49ers. The 49ers also lost their starting running back, Raheem Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Now too, like the defending NFC champs are like losing all their star players, and I think George Kittle is still hurt too. Yeah, it's so, it's a it's a graveyard. I mean, there there are a lot of injuries that a lot of fantasy owners are going to have to deal with this weekend. And I'm, I'm curious as to, I would love to see the uh, transaction trends on on Yahoo or ESPN and see how many people are just freaking out over their teams right now. I am literally pulling my hair out because on both <laughs> of my fantasy teams, I had Leonard Fournette on both of my benches mm-hmm. this week with, for the Buccaneers. And Leonard Fournette goes and scores three <laughs> touchdowns in a game. And I lost in both of my leagues by like a few points. Yeah, and I was furious. And you know what else stinks? In both of my leagues, I have a Yahoo League and I have an ESPN League. Mm. The two teams I was playing against both had Russell Wilson. <laughs> and Russell Wilson had to go and throw five touchdowns yeah. against the Patriots. Beat the Patriots. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> granted, they were in Seattle, but is Russell Wilson that good? Yeah. Or is the Patriot defense that bad? You know, I, I kind of got caught glimpses of the game. Um, everybody's still on the Russell Wilson for MVP train. I don't know if he was that good. I think the Patriots defense was that bad. Like it wasn't, but he, I mean, he had some, some great lobs by all means, but I I don't know if that defense is very good. That just shows after watching the Rams Eagles game, I was super excited to see the Rams beat the Eagles. Just Mm -hmm. like I told you. Yep. And the, the Rams looked really, really good against the Eagles. And then watching, highlights of the Cardinals game. And yeah. even though the Niners had their entire team decimated with injuries, they still happen to beat the Jets in New York. The Jets are just a bad team. The Giants and the Jets are terrible teams. They're probably going to draft number one and number two. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely awful, the Jets and the Giants. And seeing the Seahawks be amazing, just like I said last week, I think the NFC West is the best division in football. Yeah. Next to the NFC South. I think, well, yeah, NFC West, Rams are good. Seahawks are good. Cardinals are good now. 
the Niners are the defending NFC champs. Like NFC West has a bunch of dogs, man. They yeah. they can play. Well, and and that kind of goes back to our um let's take a look at our our week two predictions that we had. Um, you chose the Browns over the Bengals the night before, so congratulations, you got that win. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I saw into the future. Yeah, but um, Bears beat the Giants uh, after some injuries that, that kind of almost made sense. Uh, you said it, and I said it, the Rams over the Eagles. Um, in a game that honestly wasn't that close, like I, I thought it would be a little bit better, but we talked about it. The injuries kind of were the, the big missing piece for the Eagles. Absolutely. And the Rams just look really good. Like, their defense isn't as strong as it used to be, but the Rams' defense mm-hmm. is solid. The uh, Jared Goff looks really, really good. I have him on my fantasy he's team. My fa- and, he's my starting quarterback on my fantasy team, too. I mean, with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they got some really good wide receivers. Like, yeah. I think the Rams can go far. But my next topic I want to bring up to you, did you happen to see that Dallas Cowboy-Atlanta Falcon game? Oh, my yeah. God. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, the I feel bad for Falcon fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll tell you. It was it, it was tough. Now, and I told you, we this was one where you and I differed last week. I had the Falcons beating the Cowboys. You had the Cowboys winning. One point is the decision maker out of, the, out of that entire game. And them boys figured it out. What did you think about that crazy onside kick? Like, that was amazing. I couldn't believe. Did you know that the last time the Dallas Cowboys recovered an onside kick, Christian, was in oh. December of 2014. Oh, my gosh. The, the Washington Redskins, which is now the Washington football team. Yeah. That was the last time they had a recovered onside kick. You know, the, ons- the onside kick, I mean, I wish that every single kickoff was an onside kick. I, I want I want it to be entertaining. That would, no, that would make it more exciting. No one likes a touchback, all right? That's the most dumb thing. Like, oh my gosh, how boring. Like, that shouldn't even be a thing. Unless it's the ball- for safety, Christian. It's for safety. I it's don't all for care. safety. They, they I don't, concussions. They I don't want players to get hurt. Do not care. If you catch the ball, if it lands in the end zone, you should have to play it. Uh, it only if it goes out of bounds should you not have to play kickoff. But, man, if every single – I'm just saying, every single kickoff was an onside kick, you would have some serious action at the very beginning of a game. I'm just saying. I, I would like that. <laughs> but what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys picking up former L.A. Rams kicker Greg Zerline? Yeah. He the field goal as time expires. And Jim Fossil, or Jim Fossil's son, who's now the special team coordinator of the Cowboys, used to be the special teams coordinator for the Rams. Also, so you got a lot of former Rams on that team. Also, on my fantasy team, um, the the I mean, the kicking coach isn't, but <laughs> the Zerline's on my fantasy team, so um, I was I was pretty happy about that too. Do you remember when the Atlanta Falcons? blew the huge lead to the New England Patriots I, in the I, Super Bowl. I remember and that it happened like it was, to be in Texas as well. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. So, Christian, nobody loses a lead in Texas quite like the Atlanta <laughs> This Falcons. is true. The Falcons, I was going to say, the Falcons, Christian, are the first team since 1933 to lose a game despite scoring 39 points and having zero turnovers up until Sunday all those teams that have happened that have scored 39 points and had zero turnovers were 440 and oh that I mean, is thanks come to on. the Elias Sports Bureau yeah i mean come on like 
you want to talk about a cursed organization that how do you how does that happen like it just i cannot i cannot believe it i was feeling pretty good about the falcons having won that game i thought they were going to do it and that because you know i had picked them you said the boys were going to win i was like nah falcons are going to edge this out boy how embarrassing is that <laughs> Woo! so christian this leads to my next question for you though. oh boy we have a lot of we have a lot of undefeated teams in the NFL still. Yes. So, basically, so my, my question to you, which of these 2-0 NFL teams are going to get into the postseason? You have the Rams, the Bills, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Titans, the Bears, the Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Baltimore Ravens. Man, you read so many off just now. I got to... Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go through them. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> Playoffs or no? Absolutely. I, I didn't I didn't think they would, but I think they have been extremely impressive so far. So I'm going to say yes. In the uh, stay in the NFC. Let's go NFC first. So right. Rams, yes. Stick, Cardinals. Sticking with, stick with stick. Oh, So we have the LA Rams. We have the Chicago Bears. Are they making the postseason? No. Ooh, hot take. I agree. Just because NFC is too strong, I think the Packers are going to be good. Yep. The Vikings might figure it out. I will say this before we even go okay, further Seattle. down this before we even go further down the list, this is going to be the first time ever that three teams from one division make the playoffs. Hasn't that happened before? Oh, somebody told me it hadn't happened. Alright, if it's happened before, then it'll happen again. But the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks are all going to the playoffs. And the Niners are going to be left out. So you're saying the Seahawks? So you're saying the Niners are not going to the postseason, nope. but the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams are all getting in. Not with how the Niners have played and the injuries they're now dealing with. Nope. Well, they have Nick Mullins starting at quarterback this week. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has been ruled out. So that'll be interesting. I think they're playing the New York Giants, so that's still a winnable game. Now, me also saying that means um, could- that no other NFC division is going to have two playoff teams. So I'm saying only one only one team from the NFC North, which I think it's going to be the Packers, and the NFC South, the Saints, are going to the playoffs. Fun Interesting. Fact. So I also have the Packers. At, Packers are 2-0, and so they're going to get in the postseason. All right, so now let's switch it over to the AFC. Yeah, let's do it. You have the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, are they getting in the postseason? You know, I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to... Oh. They're going to drop. They're going to drop. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Interesting. How about the Las Vegas Raiders? I think so. I think they got the hype right now, man. See, I don't see the Raiders getting in the postseason. I think they'll go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven or I think they'll be a good, solid team. I don't think they're going to get over the hump. I think they're doing pretty good right now, though. We will see. Mm-hmm. You have the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, are they getting in? Yes. Okay. The only That is the only AFC South team that's going to get in. I don't think the Colts, the Jags, or the Texans have what it takes. Okay. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-0. I think they're going to be in as yes. long as Patrick stay helpful. Stay not, only, not, only, a lock. not only are they going in, they're going to the Super Bowl. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens, and these two teams play each other on Monday Night Football this yeah, week. Yeah, talk about a good matchup for the week 
three Monday night game, huh? Yeah, the Ravens are definitely going to be there as well. Um, not much of a question there. So I, I think it's going to be, you know, I, I hate to say it because I hate the Patriots still, but the reason I hate the Patriots isn't there anymore. Um, I think the Patriots do make the playoffs at this point. Um, I think Cam had a great game. I think that you know, the Seahawks just outplayed them. Um, and, and the defense wasn't there, but I think the Patriots do end up winning that division. I think Chiefs and Raiders from the AFC, Ravens, Steelers from, um, I'm sorry, from the AFC West, Ravens, Steelers from the AFC North, and only the Titans from the AFC South. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait how it all plays out. Let's see here in my notes. So we got to go to our predictions for this week. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's All right, so it. Christian, I'll, you led us last time, so I guess I'll lead us this time. Yeah, man. Um, so this week, you have the Houston Texans visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz Field. No, 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 no. Go back, go back. Last night, we have to do last night's prediction. Oh, excuse so- me, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Last night on Thursday Night Football, you had an amazing Florida <laughs> fight with the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, man. Who, who won, Christian? Who won the game? Dolphins did. <laughs> handedly I'm not going to go to the J- no yeah Dolphins did win and the Dolphins <laughs> actually played very well I was very impressed by Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. he had a really great game yeah that was that was a lot better than I expected I, I'll be honest so um, good on him for that alright now let's go to the actual predictions <laughs> quit talking while I'm interrupting alright so now we're going to go back Houston Texans visiting Heinz Field versus the Pittsburgh Steelers who wins not a chance Steelers win Steelers win and it's a blowout I agree with you as well. The Steelers are two and zero. The the Texans are zero and two. They got rid of their best wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Like you're welcome. You're, wel- you're welcome, Scott Leslie. <laughs> Fun fact about this game: it's the first time I think since like the 1920s that there will be three brothers playing in the same NFL game. Oh you wow! JJ Watt of the Houston Texans, and you have TJ Watt and Derek Watt mm-hmm. playing for the Steelers. That's so I think cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool story. I like that one. All right, next game. I'm actually kind of intrigued by this game, even though it's two 0-2 teams. You have the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Both teams are desperate for a win. Hmm. I'm going to go... I'm going Philly. I, th- I think the Bengals are... I, th- I think the Bengals are definitely an 0-2 team. I think the Eagles aren't necessarily. I think they've the injuries have been the reason... They're not as great as they could be so far, so I think the Eagles get their first win. See, I was torn with this one. I was very impressed with the way Joe Burrow played on Thursday Night Football against the Browns. Even though the Bengals lost, Joe Burrow played amazing Mm -hmm. for a rookie. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take the Bengals over the Eagles just because Joe Burrow's been lights out. The Eagles' defense can't figure it out. Like Carson Wentz, I don't think, has figured it out yet. The Eagles are a solid team. But I think the Bing, the Bengals steal one in Philly. All right. Okay. So you're going you're going Cincinnati. All right. What's our next matchup? Now we have the San Francisco 49ers who are terribly, awfully injured playing the New York football giants at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Who wins? You know, I logic says you gotta take the Niners, but I think the injuries are gonna be an issue for them. So I'm going Giants in this one. But you also got to realize the injury bug is also bitten it's the New York Giants. Very true. Barkley, their best playmaker is out. The Niners are the NFC champs. I still see 
even with a backup quarterback and Nick Mullins playing, I think they're just going to run the ball and play defense. The Niners are going to take this one away from the See, Giants. I want I want the Giants to run the ball because I got a fantasy spot there. So, <laughs> oh, so you hidden agenda then? Yeah, a little bit. All right. So I actually kind of I'm really excited for this matchup. You have the Las Vegas Raiders going to Foxborough, Massachusetts to play the New England Patriots. Who wins? I think the Patriots win this one. I, th- I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders fall to Cam Newton, who has who is going to have a nice bounce back week after the loss on Monday Night Football. And Cam Newton looked really good mm-hmm. in that Seattle game. Like yep. he was making some amazing throws, and yep. he was running the ball too. I I'll actually agree with you on this one. I think the Patriots win it in a close one. I think the Raiders will keep it interesting. Josh Jacobs is an amazing running back, mm-hmm. but I I like I don't see Bill Belichick losing back to back weeks. Well, and that's the other thing is that it's the it's going to be a close game. This is not going to be a blowout like we've seen in the last couple of weeks from some games. This is going to be a close one. But yeah, I got the Patriots edging out the Raiders. So next matchup, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Who wins? Vikings find their first win, my friend. Go Vikes. Ooh. In the beginning of the season, looking at that matchup, I probably would have picked the Vikings just because they're home. Mm-hmm. But the Titans went to the AFC Championship game last year. Ryan Tannehill is playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's really good. Their defense isn't as strong as last year. I think the Titans win in a close one. All right, we're going to have a couple that were going against each other on this one. But I think I think the Vikings need to figure out things real quick. So I think this is going to be the week they um, they find that W column. Next matchup, we have the Washington football team traveling to the Factory of Sadness, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the Factory of Sadness. It's... See, this one's a little bit... This one's a little tougher for me. I'm going to say Washington in a close game. See, I'm going Baker Mayfield in those progressive commercials. Oh, jeez. The Browns. I'm taking the Browns at home. You think it's going to be close, right, or do you think it's... Matchup. Before we go to the next one, do you what? think it's going to be a close game, or do you think it'll be a a handed a handed victory for Baker? I think it'll be a I think it'll be I think it'll be a close game. I think the Browns like are actually surprising me. I think they're playing really well. Baker Mayfield's been playing really well. If, like I said in the last show, I feel like Baker Mayfield's making way, way too many commercials. He should just focus <laughs> on football. Win a, a few. Go to the playoffs once, then make some commercials. Yeah, man. Seriously. I get it. He's handsome. He's a good quarterback, but I'm taking the Cleveland Browns over the Washington football team. But I do like the Ron Rivera story, how he's battling cancer while mm-hmm. he's coaching. Like, I think that's a really cool story. Yeah. All right. Next matchup. I'm intrigued by this game. You have the undefeated LA Rams visiting the Buffalo Bills. The LA Rams are going to stay. Wins? The LA Rams are going to stay undefeated. They're going to win this game and it's not even going to be close. I think the Bills are going to have quite the um, reality check in this game. I kind of agree with you on this one. I think the Rams win a close game. Oh, okay. Because I think it'll be it'll be a tough defensive matchup. Both defenses are pretty solid, and I think both teams are going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's a, a crazy place up there. I think the Rams win a close one. Lots of running, lots of rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns in this. Yeah. Game. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but I'm yeah I'm going Rams. Big big win. This next matchup intrigues me. You have the Chicago Bears, the monsters of the midway. Going to 
the lovely Atlanta Falcons. Bears are two and zero. Falcons are zero and two. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I'd say you're crazy. Who yeah. wins that game? And that's why I'm going to say the Falcons win. I think the I think the Falcons figure things out. Like I said, I don't even think the Bears go to the playoffs. I think they are playing a lot better than they they are on paper. Um, and so I'm going I'm going Falcons again. Another reality check for a team um, that has seen some success. But yeah, the Bears lose this one to Atlanta in Atlanta. I agree with you on this one just because the Falcons score a lot of points, but they don't play a lot of defense. The Bears play a lot of defense, but they don't score a lot of points. I feel like the Falcons' offense will overcome and score some points and score more points than Mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears. And I think that is what is going to be. I think the Falcons will get their first win, but they do say championships. Mm, It's true. But offense puts fans in the seats. Not this year. All right, our next matchup. That's true. It's, <laughs> look at the Chiefs. All right, our next matchup, Mr. Christian. We have the Carolina Panthers visiting the Los Angeles Chargers at Sofim. Who wins? You want to talk about a cursed franchise? I think the Chargers lose their first two games at SoFi. I believe the Panthers win this one. This will be the Panthers' first win. See, I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Chargers are going to figure it out. Justin Herbert is going to play, and he had a whole week of practice with the first team mm-hmm. reps. So I think the Chargers will win their first game at SoFi Stadium against okay. the Panthers. Sadly, right. the Panthers will be going 0-3. But I think I think the Panthers are solid. I don't think they're an 0-3 team on paper. Fair enough. But I think the Chargers will squeak that one out. Our next matchup, we have the New York Jets going to Indianapolis to face Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. Who's Jet, going to win? Jets win this one. I don't know if I don't I don't think the Colts are that good. Um I I was surprised. I was surprised by them this weekend, but I think the Jets win this game. I think the Colts win this one because if you're going to I'm going to choose Philip Rivers over Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell's out for the Jets. The Jets like True. Need, they didn't know who had coached. They needed knew everything. Like the Jets are broken and they need to be fixed. So even though Philip Rivers will throw three interceptions, I think the Colts yep. will squeak by the Jets okay, just okay. because the Colts are home and I and I like Philip Rivers, future mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, defeating the Jets. Good old Lucas Oil Stadium, right? That's right. Next matchup. This is, this will be a good game. The Dallas Cowboys flying to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. Christian, who wins? Not only do the Seahawks win, it's not a good game. It, it's going to be a blowout. You think the Seahawks are going to blow out the Cowboys? Absolutely. See, I think it'll be a closer game than you think, mm-hmm. but I think the Seahawks do win. The Seahawks at home are just scary good. Even yep. without the crowd noise, I just feel like the atmosphere, the the marine layer of Seattle, like the whole grunginess of Seattle. I've been to that stadium. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool stadium. It's a cool city. I, I love like the Seattle feel. But I, I can see why teams don't do that well there, just because it's yeah. so far up north. I, I take Seattle winning this one against the Cowboys. All right. All right. Next matchup. Tampa Bay with Tom Brady go to Denver to play the Denver Broncos with a backup quarterback in Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Bra- Who wins this game? Brady wins this game, hands out. Bucks over the Broncos. I think the Broncos' defense is solid, but ever since they lost Von Miller, it's definitely not the same. Mm-hmm. I also agree. I will take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. defeating the Denver Broncos. 
All right, next matchup. We have the Detroit Lions visiting Kyler Murray in Arizona at the Arizona Cardinals. Who wins? Another another game that's not even a question. Cardinals win this one um, and will remain undefeated, just like the Rams in their division. They are going to have two 3-0 and teams at the top on that side. I agree with you as well. I think the Cardinals will win one. They're at home. Like, the Lions can score some points. Matt Stafford's pretty good, but I think the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is just too good right now. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a close game. I, I think it'll be a shootout. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I could see it being like 28-24 at the end, but I think it'll be Cardinals taking the win. And you know, All right. I miss, I'm actually really excited for the... I got to say, I misspoke. There are going to be three undefeated teams in that division at the end of this week. And then All there's right. and then there's going to very... be the Niners. <laughs> I'm a Rams and a Niners fan, so yeah, hopefully hopefully you're wrong, but I'm I, I like I was saying, I'm very intrigued for the primetime matchups this week. Mm-hmm. The Sunday night game, you have the Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees on NBC on Sunday Night Football. Who wins that game, Christian? You, you know, I I thought the Saints were going to be the the number one team in any game I saw them play this year. Um, but last week proved to me that they can lose to the Raiders. I think this week they can lose to the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing very, very well. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and mm-hmm. he's been doing very well. Ever since Aaron Rodgers sadly broke up with Danica Patrick, I think he's been lights out. We all know I think Aaron Rodgers plays better when he's single than when he's dating somebody, <laughs> whether it's Olivia Munn or Danica Patrick. I think the Green Bay Packers win in New Orleans. New Orleans is a tough place to play. It'll be a shootout, but I'm taking the Packers over the same. Well, and I, I, I think if you, if, you, if you rewind the episode – I have both of these teams making the playoffs. And I think by the end of the year, the Saints are the better team. But right now, I, I can't bet against the Packers with, with how the with how the Saints played last weekend. So, Just don't forget, the Packers were in the NFC Championship game last mm-hmm. year. Don't forget. Even though they got the brakes blown off of them by the 49ers. <laughs> but, but still, they were there. They were, in, they were in the mix. All right, on our Monday night matchup, we have the Kansas City Chiefs visiting Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Against the Baltimore Ravens. Who wins? I, I think the Ravens are hard-pressed for a win in this game. They didn't even get to play the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Like everybody kind of expected to happen at some point. I think Lamar Jackson runs the ball around the field and t- gets the win over Pat Mahomes. I think the Ravens over the Chiefs in a very close game. It's going to be one of those like Chiefs-Rams game uh, on Monday Night Football where it's super exciting. It could even be a high-scoring game, but I think the Ravens edge out the Chiefs. It's going to be a close game, but I think Baltimore wins. I think I will agree with you on this one only because I feel like Baltimore's defense is a little bit better than Kansas City's Mm -hmm. defense. I think it'll be a shootout. I, I, it could be 38-36 Baltimore. Yeah. Like, it, whoever has the ball last, I think, is going to win. Oh, yeah. That's but a good call. I, th- I think Ravens win in a close one at home on Monday Night Football. All right. There you go. There's a prediction. So, we'll have to well, see. we spent a lot of time Yeah, we did. NFL. We, yeah, well, we got we other need, sports we need, to, we need to cover. To another sport. Well, how about we go over a sport that I think will be the quickest for our conversation, um, and it is the NHL and the fact that the 
Lightning somehow didn't win game one. Gave me a heart attack, but they've won two games since. They're going to win tonight, and it is going to be uh, a richer Christian Ilton by the end of next week because I will have won my $10 bet that I placed in July of last year. And, I mean, that's not a lot of money I'm getting back, but you know what, I'll take it, and the Lightning are going to win the Cup. I just am impressed by the Lightning they score a lot of goals. Yeah, man. They score a lot of goals. They scored four goals, or excuse me, they scored one goal in game one, but the Stars scored four in the first game. I was very surprised by that. I, I was, was like, wow, Dallas I was horrified, serious. dude. I was terrified. Uh, granted, it was only a $10 bet, but I was terrified. I'm going to lose my $10. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay came back 1-3-2 to two against Dallas mm-hmm. in game two. And then Tampa won 5-2 to two against the Dallas Stars yeah, in man. game three. I think Tampa wins the rest of it. I think you're going to win your money. I like the Tampa Bay Lightning. And last show, I got to correct myself. I said I never met a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I lied. I was scrolling through my Facebook, and I saw two <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning fans on my Facebook and Twitter feeds. And I was like, oh, they're Tampa Bay Lightning fans. So I mistake. I do know a few Tampa Bay Lightning fans. Well, again, my buddy so, Dustin. I actually was talking to my buddy Dustin yesterday. He's pretty excited about everything. Um, so, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning going to hoist a cup. The Miami Heat, on the other hand, will go to the championships, but they are going to lose to the Los Angeles Lakers. Both teams up 3-1 in their conferences right now, and I think that Miami might finish it tonight. I, th- I think they might get a four games to one win against against the Boston Celtics. So I agree with you on the NBA Finals matchup. I think it will be the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron playing against the Heat mm-hmm. as a rematch. Well, it's not a rematch. Back Playing against his former yeah. team. I think Boston squeaks out the win tonight. I think oh, Boston okay. is too good. I, I think the Heat is a better – they're a better knit group. Mm-hmm. But I think the Boston Celtics have more stars yeah. on their team. I think they'll win a close game tonight. So I think Heat will lose tonight. And then they'll win the next game and they'll advance to the NBA Finals. And how about that Laker game last night? Did yeah, you watch man. it? I, did, I actually didn't watch it. I saw the highlights, though. It was Busy a really night. good game. Uh, the Lakers the Lakers didn't play too great in the beginning, but they pulled it off. LeBron was one-on-one on Jamal Murray the whole game, and he played really well against him. Like the Lakers are finally figuring out. I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. When the Lakers lost game three, mm-hmm. the Nuggets. I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the Nuggets are, are doing it. And like you said in the beginning of the show, like I told you, I told you the Nuggets were going to win one or two games. I told you in the very beginning. I was like, they're going to win one or two games. The Nuggets are a good team. But the Lakers are a better team. Yeah, the Lakers are a better team. And I, I think one of the big things is, you know, the Nuggets now face another 3-1 deficit. And, you know, they've already figured that out twice. But this is a different beast. The, the Los Angeles Lakers are not on the same level as the other teams that the Nuggets have figured things out against. But if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, you're licking your chops. You're like, we've oh, done yeah. this twice, but we've done this two times before. We got the Lakers right where we want mm-hmm. them. Well, and that's so, I, La- that's your silver lining if you're a Nuggets fan, is that, oh, wow, well, this come on. You've got to be realistic, though. It's not going to happen. I, I know we're a few days late to the party, but how about that clutch three-pointer by Anthony Davis? Wow. What a... In game two, as time expires. Yeah, man. It was... That was a that was a very nice shot, I'll tell you that. And um, you know, I think, and even yesterday, you know, Anthony Davis really had the the big performance. And I question whether LeBron James is the best player on the Lakers right now because Anthony Davis has stepped up in the playoffs. 
I think Anthony Davis in the Western Conference Finals has played better than LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron's amazing. He got a triple-double yeah. in Game 3. Like LeBron's incredible. But I think Anthony Davis has been more of a factor mm-hmm. with his defense, blocking yep. shots, shooting threes. Anthony Davis is a monster. And I think all the players that the Lakers gave up to get Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, it was all for that shot. Because yeah. if, the Lakers lo- if the Lakers lose Game 2... Series is in trouble because okay mm-hmm. now it's one one, so that was a huge defining yeah. moment. If the Lakers win the championship, I'm going to look at that game two made three pointer by Anthony Davis as time expires. Mm-hmm. That will be the catalyst factor, and I love the story. Apparently, he sh- shouted Kobe as he made the shot. Oh my gosh! So how about that? How about that, man? The uh, speaking of which, uh, new book coming out. Random thought: uh, Three Ring Circus. It talks about. Kobe, Shaq, and Phil, and all of the chaos of the Lakers of the early 2000s. So check that out. I love that Lakers team. I grew up mm-hmm. watching that Lakers team with Kobe, Shaq, Robert Ory, yeah. Phil Jackson. I even bought Phil Jackson's book recently. It has like all all of his 11 championship or 12 championship rings yeah. on it, and I can't wait to read it. Phil Jackson's like one of my favorite coaches of all time. The fact mm-hmm. that he won five championships with the with the Bulls. He won five with the Lakers. Oh, no, wait. He won six with the Bulls. Six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers. And he won two rings as a player for the New York Knicks in the 70s. Like, like Phil Jackson's the greatest NBA coach of all time, hands down. No argument. One little stat I wanted to throw by you. One little stat. Did you know that the Lakers, after watching the game last night, there was a stat they threw up on TNT. Lakers are 52-0 and this season when they are leading in the fourth quarter. Well, and I think that that shows that they can finish it off. I mean, like... There, there are some teams that you see choke even when they've got the lead towards the end. See Atlanta Falcons. Um, but <laughs> not nearly the same thing. But, you know, I, again, I think the Lakers are the dominant team. I think they've been the favorite from the very beginning to win the championship this year. Even when the Clippers were a thought, I don't think they would have edged out the Lakers. So it doesn't surprise me at all. An interesting stat I saw on Twitter. Uh, some sports writer tweeted out, that the Heat, Miami Heat, and Boston Celtics series, both teams have scored the same amount of points. I think they both scored like mm-hmm. 441 points in this series, yet the Miami Heat are up three games to one. Yeah. That is huge. Like, they, they scored the same amount of points, but the Heat is up three games to one? Yeah, well, that's the heat, crazy. the Heat's going to get burned out when they find the Lake show. So, get ready. <laughs> I, I hope the Boston Celtic-Miami Heat game goes to a six- or seven-game series. That way the team gets tired, and that way the Lakers yeah. can just go in there knock them out. I think the Lakers will win the championship in five or six games. Yeah, Lakers can just but, rest in Walt Disney World while the Heat have to actually play. <laughs> we were we were just talking about how the Denver Nuggets are up three games to one, or mm-hmm. excuse me, are down three games to one to the Lakers. And so get this, LeBron James is 14-0 and when his team is leading 3-1 in a playoff series. LeBron has never lost being up 3-1. That's not going to change. He's never lost a series. Not going to change. He's going to be 15-0 and after this one. Um, and again, I don't, I don't think we make it to a sixth game. I think, I think it ends in Game Five uh, tomorrow night, as the Lakers will. I think I don't. I, I'll even go. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to blow them out to end it. I agree. I, I posted up my Facebook and my Twitter. I even put Lakers in five as soon as they won last night. All right, they're going to win the next one. Mm-hmm. They're going to close it out, take it home. So before we move on to another sport, I wanted to get your take on this news story. I find very intriguing. Michael Jordan is starting his own NASCAR team with yeah, NASCAR man. driver Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace 
the only African-American NASCAR driver will be their driver. I'm actually really excited about this. As an NBA fan and a NASCAR fan, I think this, this is a really cool story, and I'm super excited. Well, I am too, and I think it's it, you've got to look at it from the point of NASCAR has always tried to figure out the diversity thing, right? And really try to get to a market that is not really interested in NASCAR. I mean, let's be honest. NASCAR is a southern sport, and you you don't see the New Yorks and stuff like that interested. But you, you put an iconic global name like Michael Jordan on on that sport, and you're going to get fans out of it. So I, I think it was a smart move for NASCAR. I think it's a smart move for Michael Jordan. Um, I think anything that guy does is smart at this point. <laughs> and I, you know, I with Bubba Wallace, who was, you know, saying he was done to now come back with a a legend as the team owner. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I don't think he was ever done. I think he neither do I. Was in the yeah. works. And the fact. Think of all the merchandise that NASCAR is going to sell now because people who love MJ. I love Michael Jordan myself. I have a few Michael Jordan like shirts. I have shoes and stuff. Like I'm going to be a huge fan of the mm-hmm. Michael Jordan racing team. I don't know what the team name is going to be called, but I think that's freaking awesome. I'm super excited. I mean, I love the inclusion, the diversity that NASCAR is trying to embrace different fan groups. I mean, it took way too damn long. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they banned the Confederate flag from NASCAR races, I think, is a good move. Like we have no place for that kind of racism in our society. No thanks. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm super excited that Michael Jordan is coming to the NASCAR side. And I think he's going to sell merchandise. Even people who don't care about NASCAR or watch NASCAR, I think are going to buy the Michael Jordan racing team merchandise just because they love Michael Jordan. Exactly. It, it brings that fandom. Interested. Mm-hmm. It brings that fandom that, and it, whether it, whether they show up in the seats or not, NASCAR is not really worried about that. It's a merchandise thing. And they're, they're going to get some serious merchandise out of it. Michael Jordan is good at making money. Yes. He can print his own money mm-hmm. with his shoes and all of his companies and his brands. And I think this is going to be a very good, profitable decision for NASCAR and Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace. I think everyone's going to make money, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, man. All right. I think we should – we're we're, we have not talked about baseball. We have so much to talk about baseball. I think we should transition. What do you think? Heck yeah, dude. And I'll tell you, and I will start it off with my favorite team. Um, tragic number is down to one. Um, <laughs> somehow the Angels have to sweep the Dodgers and the Astros have to lose the last three of four against the Rangers. Let's be honest. It's not going to happen. But, <laughs> you know, it's... It, I, and I and I put it up on my Facebook yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Um, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that the Angels would lose Otani for pitching for most of the year, most of these 60 games, whatever, um, and you have a extremely underperforming Justin Upton, Joe Adele does not hit the numbers that everybody was kind of hoping he would, and you trade guys like LaStella, Goodwin, Castro, on top of the fact that the Angels had five blown saves in the first 10 games. I'd take I'd take the fact that we're going into the final weekend of the season with a playoff chance. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. It being realistic, that there's no way the Angels sweep the Dodgers. I think unless the Dodgers lay down and die um, for for you know just trying to save their arms and save save the energy for the playoffs. And I don't think the Rangers pull off three wins against the Astros. So I don't think it's going to be as close as I'd like it to be. But it was cool. 
They think I'm going to play the Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber here. So, Christian, you're saying there's a chance. There is honest, a chance, I technically. Think, there, I think there's a greater chance than – I don't one, I don't think it's going to happen, just like you did. But the Dodgers really have nothing to play for. They clinched the NL West for the eighth year in a row. Woo-hoo, go Dodgers. Yep. Um, they, they locked up the number one seed in the National League. They literally have nothing to play for. They could lose the rest of their games, and they're still going to be that number one seed in the postseason. I think Dave Roberts, being Dave Roberts, he's going to rest a lot of his guys – Mookie Betts, Corey Seager. He's going to get a lot of the, the bench guys like the Kiki Hernandez, mm-hmm. Chris Taylors to play every single day. And I think Edwin Rios, I think they're going to play all – I think the Dodgers – I don't think the Angels are going to sweep them. Mm-hmm. But I could see the Angels winning two out of three, yeah. which will be heartbreaking. As an Angel fan, that's heartbreaking. I So I'll but, tell you, I'll tell you, my brother at the beginning of the year – said that because the Jock Peterson deal didn't go through, remember that Ross Stripling, Jock Peterson thing? Because of that, the Angels are going to be on the precipice of a playoff spot, and Jock Peterson is going to walk them off in the final game of the series, final game of the season, and that is going to be the biggest punch to the gut for Angels fans. Um, I don't think Angels fans were very excited about the Jock Peterson side of the trade. It was more the Ross Stripling side, because let's be honest, the Angels pitching is terrible. But, you know, it's it's going to be a tough end of the season for Angels fans, but it's the closest we've been since 2015. I'll take it. The fact that the Angels thought that Luis Renjifo was just as good, if not better, than Jock Peterson is bogus. Like, I think it was more of a salary dump, probably, mm-hmm. for the Dodgers. Like, but still, like, Ross Stripling, who's a pretty solid pitcher, and Jock Peterson, who's a pretty solid baseball player. He was in the home run derby. Yeah. I think... Like, that was a way better deal for the Angels. And the fact the Angels were like, no, we don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, Angels, what are you thinking? You're getting a good pitcher. You're getting a good hitter. Every day outfielder with Jock Peterson. So that was foolish on the Angels to be like, no, we don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. That'd be really funny if Jock does hit that walk up that you mentioned. That'd be really funny. Yeah. I I, See, I don't think it would be that funny. But, (laughs) um, you know, that's, you know, personally, I don't think that's very laughable. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I do think, I do think that the Dodgers win. I would say the Dodgers win two out of three in the series. I don't, and I think it probably ends tonight. I think the the Angels either lose tonight or the Astros win tonight, um, and it is officially set. The Astros will clinch that second uh, second place playoff spot, which I hate. And I mean, you want to talk trash? MLB's talking about keeping this trash. Absolutely not. That come on, get that crap out. It's a this should be a one off. We should go back to regular baseball next year. What, you don't like the expanded postseason format? I hate it. I hate it. I think that if half the teams are going to the playoffs, that it's not that it's not really See, a playoff. <laughs> Christian, this is where I'm going to disagree with you. I think this is way more exciting. I love the fact that more teams are kind of in the hunt. I love the expanded playoffs. So I think you are dead wrong. Dead wrong, Christian. And as a baseball fan, your Angels would have been eliminated three weeks ago. You're right. If it were the normal You're right, but I'm sorry. If so it, you're lucky. If the Angels do make the playoffs, they'll be one of the first teams in the history of baseball. Granted, there will be a couple this year that make the playoffs while being sub five hundred. There's there's something that's wrong about that. I, I I don't think there should be even a contest at that. Granted, this year's different. I get that, but yeah, that a second place team doesn't belong in the playoffs unless they get the wild card spot. But there is a lot of good teams. And you got to remember, there's only sixty games, so this season's mm-hmm. already going to have an asterisk next to it to begin with. So I think I love the expanded playoffs. I think it's great for baseball. More fans are going to be invested in their team because they're still in the hunt. It's going to create more revenue. They're doing what the NBA does, Christian. The NBA, half the teams get in the postseason. Yeah, I think it's stupid. And look how exciting the NBA playoffs are. They're not. See, I think you're wrong. I, 
it's all about it comes down to money. It all comes down to you're money. You're right. I mean, you're right. It does. I would rather, and I guess. So more teams in the mix. I would rather see. I, te- I don't like the fact that the Dodgers are going to have the number one spot, right? And they can get bounced in three games to a to a team that barely made the playoffs. I don't like that. I, I think that the division champions um, of each of each division, right? West, Central, East, NL, and AL, they should have a buy in that first round. And it should be a, a couple extra single one-off wild card games if you're adding more teams to the playoffs. I, I don't like the idea of of that happening in, in baseball. See, I, I, I love the expanded postseason. I think it'll be really exciting. Some teams that are in the mix will have a better chance to win a World Series. So I think it's really awesome. But what do you think of this? So pretty much the San Diego Padres are back in the postseason for the first time since 2006. The How pods, about man. The pods, not only, not only are they in the playoffs, they are going to return to the World Series. Really? Mm-hmm. What is that? Slam Diego They're and the Padres be... do have a really good team. They have good good pitching, good offense. I'm excited to see what they can do in the postseason. I hope they don't get past my Dodgers. If the Dodgers get knocked out, which I hope they don't for the eighth year in a row, but if the Dodgers can't make it, I would love to see the Padres in the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think what a cool story that is. How cool would that be? I mean, come on. Like come on. So I, I think that I think that one of the big things you gotta be worried about is Fernando Tatis Jr. has not been playing well past couple weeks. I mean, he had a he had a couple of hits against the Angels, but I mean, for the past couple of weeks hasn't been that star player, you know. I mean, that series against the Dodgers was hardly there. So, I th- I think they need to be wary of that, but I like the Padres, man. I like the Pods. So the National sticking with the National League. So basically, there's a log jam here. This is the final weekend of the season. 3 games left or 4 games if they have doubleheaders. The National League is a log jam to get in the playoffs right now. You have eight teams fighting for those last four spots. You have the St. Louis Cardinals, the Miami Marlins, the Cincinnati Reds, and the San Francisco Giants. If the season ended right now, they'd all be in the postseason. Yeah, I and can't outside, believe that. Look, I was going to say, on the outside looking in, you have the Philadelphia Phillies, the Milwaukee Brewers, the New York Mets, and the Colorado Rockies. I am, which of these teams get in and which don't? I'm going to guess that you do You do see some serious movement in the next couple days. Um, I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know if Miami wins. I think Miami drops out. I'd love I'd love to see the Marlins make the playoffs. I think it would have been a great thing. Um but I don't I don't think Miami stays. I think the Giants also drop. I I, I don't think the Giants deserve to be in the playoff quest conversation. Um I think the Phillies and the Brewers jump up. So I'm gonna say it's St. Louis. It's St. Louis and the Phillies staying. And then the, the Phillies are out right now. So you're saying the Phillies. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's the it's this it's the it's the Cardinals and the Reds staying, and Miami and San Francisco drop. Phillies and Milwaukee bump up. So I think I think See, I'm going to say that the. I'm guessing. I'm the, I think the. Ooh, here we I was go. Gonna say the Marlins. I think the Marlins are staying. I think okay. the Reds are going to drop off. I can see the Phillies and the Brewers getting in. So, I mean, two of those teams have to fall. I think the Giants and the Reds fall. And I think Phillies and Brewers get in. So you, so you think the two wild card teams drop? Because right now it's Miami with that second Eastern spot. That's what that's the spot I'm guessing the Phillies take over. Um, 
man, geez, this is, I mean, it, it is cool. I'll tell you that. This part is cool because you do have this, this exciting finish going into the last weekend of baseball. But, yeah, I still don't like the second place team as an automatic in. Um, you know, I think there should be. I think that's odd. I think it's awesome. I think you're wrong. I think you're dead wrong. I think it creates more excitement for baseball fans. I think it creates more excitement for their their teams. And again, it creates more money. Oh, shut more up. teams get in the postseason. Major League Baseball can sell more playoff T-shirts. Like respect Los Angeles, respect San Diego, respect St. Louis. More that's more money. More team. More money for the teams. More money for the players. More money for the owners. Money talks, Christian. More playoff teams is better. There. You're wrong. Um, so I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the standings, and I'm wondering how Colorado still has a chance at this. They must have a doubleheader this weekend, um, because they've got 25 wins, so and 31 losses. They have four more games to play in the last three days. Everybody else is is up. So I think I don't think Colorado's even in the conversation. I can't believe they're even there. Um, and the same with the Mets. The Mets aren't going to be there, but I think the I think the Brewers and Phillies could jump. I think well, the Padres and the Giants play a doubleheader today. And oh, if the Padres win both of those games. The Giants, are I done. think the Giants are are, are out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm looking at the weekend schedule here about doubleheaders. I know the Phillies. I believe. Let's see. Hang on. I thought the Phillies had a doubleheader. Let's see here. No, they've only got they've only got so three games. The, so the same. The St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers are playing a doubleheader today. That's oh, so big. the Brewers could the Brewers could bounce the Cardinals. That'd be interesting. Or the Cardinals could bounce the Brewers. Yeah, very true. Boy, both games are in St. Louis, Missouri, so the Cardinals have the advantage there. Well, yeah, and I mean, you look at the end of the weekend; those two could beat each other out. So they'll. I mean, it could be the Giants and the Phillies taking the wild card, and and it just being the the di- or the Reds. It could be just the difference of that central second spot is the Brewers and the Cardinals. Absolutely. So, what's this? I hear that there might be fans allowed at the World Series or in the postseason bubbles. I'm hearing there might be fans allowed. Let's book some we should tickets. Have the show with this. Let's book some tickets, man. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah, Texas, um, let's be honest, Texas is very much a conservative state. Um, so the governor's kind of been playing that side, um, unlike what you'd ever see here in California. <laughs> so I, I think that, and I know MLB wants to find some kind of money somewhere. So yeah, why not sell tickets? I mean, even if it, even if you're only letting 20000 into the stadium, or maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I don't know what the actual numbers would be. Um, but, you know, Globe Life Field, finally getting some fans to actually show up to an event. So playoffs, so fans in Texas can go watch the playoffs over there, the mm-hmm. National League playoffs, but the American League playoffs here in California, that'll be at Dodger Stadium in Petco Park. No fans allowed. No fans interesting that's very interesting it's stupid that's what it is it it, it's very it's it's very interesting i believe and it's kind of a double standard it's like okay well you can have fans in texas go to a game you can't have fans in california go to a game i get it's all for the health and safety of the the players the fans and i'm all for that well and all for social pause it is it is not that it should be the same it should be the same you're you're right it should but then you get on the idea of disneyland and disney world being open well one of them's closed one of them's not it, it's 100 percent a state decision it has nothing to do with the league and if the, absolutely it's all comes down to local governments and yeah, local jurisdictions. i i, so. I agree it should be happens. the same but it's not 
this, it's not the it's not the league's call. This whole COVID thing, everything's kind of in fluid motion. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the news yesterday. The Pac-12 announced that there will be a Pac-12 college football season what a starting joke. November six. What a freaking joke! Seven a seven game season, a seven game season in the Pac-12. And here the SEC is like already going to play this weekend. And yeah, like the college football, like like there's not going to be a legit champion because nope. they're not playing all their regular games. So what there a we go. what a freaking joke too. That I mean, what what all has changed since since the um. You know, since the the leagues all called these off, numbers haven't gone better or worse. I think I think the the numbers on the virus are pretty much steady. Um, they might have gotten a little bit better, but not enough to oh well. Now we can have football. You know, for the colleges, I think it's dumb. I think if you can't let the the, the kids at the schools, then you can't let the players at the at the game. I also think if you can't have fans in the stands, the college students shouldn't be allowed to play sports. There, said it. I mean, you have a lot of that's a valid point that you make. Like I said, I think the whole COVID thing is very fluid. I think things change and then they change again constantly. So like no one really knows what to do. Nobody knows like what the correct thing is to do. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But yeah, but I think, I think that's all I have to say. I don't, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm, I just think with the professional sports, right? That's the, that's the difference. I think with professional sports, these guys are paid to go and play. So they, they should absolutely be, playing if they are able to right and granted you have the opt-outs Andrelton Simmons opted out this week which I thought was very odd um but I think he sees the writing on the cards that the Angels weren't going to make the playoffs so he said what the heck for the last week um but granted there might be something else going on in his family I hope everything's all right there um but I think you have the you have an I have a big issue with the fact that College athletes are going to be allowed to play, but the students won't be allowed to go to the games. I, I think that with with college athletes not making money off of the games, right, or whatever, you know, yeah. Granted, there's there's money there somewhere. I I don't think that college athletes should be allowed to play if college students aren't allowed to go watch the game. Well, like you said, it all comes down to local jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in some states there are fans allowed, and there's limited capacity in other states not allowed at all. But yeah, yeah. so that's. That's 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 a big issue I've got. So I think that's that's my hot take. I'm, I'm not sure how we're doing on time. I think we went way over. I our have time. no idea. I'm not even looking at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're way past our time. But I think this was a really great show, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Trash Talk with CJ and Rush. Please check us out on Spotify. Hopefully, we'll be up on Apple Podcasts soon. Should Follow us on Instagram soon. at at Trash Talk CJ Rush. Follow us on Twitter at Trash Talk at CJ and Rush. Like our Facebook page. I'm Jonathan Rushing. That was Christian Ilton. What a great show, Christian. What do you think? Say goodbye to the vote. I thought it was a good one. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you for letting us talk trash.